You want some wine? Should we talk about work, like usual? Warm up on work. I feel like. Ooh, this is nice. Nice lighting, a fireplace. It's like if anybody walked in on us right now, they'd be like, what? "Suspicious." What are you two doing? <laughs> I can't. Like, I hung these lights. These are new, like as of yeah, because I got the dartboards going over there. Like, I just I went to the next progression of this place. And those lights are meant to be like ambiance lights. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, but not exclusively. Right now it looks like we're two men on a date. It is very romantic. And you're about to serve me wine? (laughs) Maybe I I won't. Maybe I'll just drink the wine. And you ask me about gender. What is happening here? (laughs) What do you want to talk about tonight? Uh, You know, we could go, we could talk about stock markets. And I'm like, how about gender? (laughs) How about gender? Just very abruptly, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you asked it in a way that was like I was. It took me a minute to be like, "What are you asking me?" Exactly? I didn't ask it. No, you I did. Just, you put a question mark. Oh, okay. I yeah. just said gender question mark. Yeah. And yeah. Sadly, though, I knew exactly what you meant, even though I it didn't. You did because like you did. you replied to me. Uh, you replied to me. You male, right? Or male you? Male something. you. you know, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So. And you know what? I I feel like it's darker on my... I don't know. This is weirdly lit, man. I could tell it's throwing you off, too. Mm-hmm. Everything's a little weird right now. The mic is in a very obscure place. Is it? Usual. You can... Here. I, last week, sound sucked. Yeah, it did. I, I think it was just me. Like, not... It was just my sound that sucked, you know? Yeah, not, yours was way worse. Did you... You didn't... Do you listen back to most of them? Um, Somebody asked me that the other day. They're like, whoa, you listen to your own podcast? I was like, well, I gotta. Is that weird? I don't. I don't know. I was thrown by. I was like, y- yes, I gotta know where I mess up, but I don't always. You know, I don't always listen to. But sometimes we gotta know to like clip it, or whatnot, or if I gotta recognize what I'm doing wrong. Like you say, like all the time, or uh-huh. I don't know. You say liberal all the time. By the way, I'm still terrible at like, and I think you you've gotten much better at. Oh yeah, I'm, was. I am very good at. I, it's something I've worked on. Actually. What was yours? I think I use like a lot. I, there, like. I probably have a, a lot, but I've just used a few strategies of my own, you know, that I've used in my... Like the one you recommended to your son, just don't? Just, just don't. Just don't do it? Yeah. I use them in my own kind of practices when talking. Yeah. Eli says, um, all the time. And I said, okay, well, why don't you just don't? Just goes, don't do it. Because, dad, that, that doesn't make any sense. I said, yeah, no, here. That's when you think about saying, um... Just don't. <laughs> and that's one of those things that could be so stupid it works. Mm-hmm. And then you look like a genius. Right. Because it's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. And if it works. But that's... No, you just pause a little bit. And what people don't realize in conversation, there's some something about how much we... How fast we speak versus how quickly our brain retains it, right? Uh-huh. So there's certain people that don't like quiet in a room. So if there's any amount of pause, my wife's this way. She's... Like if there's, if there's a sense of a pause, she's going to insert and keep the conversation going mm. where some people are comfortable with like right now, mm-hmm. that amount of silence was what, two seconds, but <clears throat> maybe it felt like a long time to us. The people listening are like, that wasn't even that long. And what we don't realize when we pause in, I mean, in the general sense as humans, when we pause, it feels longer to us than it is in real life. Mm-hmm. So Sometimes when I find myself doing that, I find myself just pausing. Yeah. Because I can feel the word like coming on and I just pause. Yeah. And then I find a different way to go about it. It's like when you have internal dialogue, like in your head, you don't think with the word like in there. 
because it's just you and you, there's no self-consciousness about if I don't know what to say or if there's a pause between putting two thoughts together or hitting a hiccup and thinking through it, there's no, you don't think in those terms. Like your internal voice doesn't say like. Mm. You say like though. I mean, we say like. And yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it's a, a discomfort with silence or it's like how you join two sentences together. There's You don't always have to have a bridge between sentences. Sometimes it's just one sentence. And then it's another sentence. Mm-hmm. And I feel like like is what has become the bridge. I feel like like is what it's like. I feel like like is what it's like. Isn't like, isn't there, isn't it like, this is, this is going to be the worst This episode. is going to be, we're going to be the so worst. Aware. Just yeah. don't even say it from here going forward. <laughs> Let's not talk about it anymore. Yeah. I'm too conscious of it. You know, when, uh, when there's popular words, like is the popular word right now. What's it going to be in the future? What's the one that you're going to be like, oh my gosh, that one just drives me crazy. Do you Stop feel like it. when you hear old movies or people talking in olden days, they spoke better? Um, I don't know about More that. More eloquently? Mm-hmm. You feel like that? I do, yeah. I don't and, feel like that. And I don't know if it's... They had broken English, man. Well, what, when are you talking about? Like medieval well, I don't times? know what were you talking about. I'm talking... I was, no, I was talking uh, what 1800s. Okay, I'm thinking like 50s. What's, what did you say? Medieval times? Medieval times. What is medieval times? <laughs> Give me that time period. Uh, 500. 500. That's that's the 500, 500 BC? AD. A- AD? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so... Let's break that is down. Is that really? Let's break that is, down. Is that like... Did you just throw that number out? Is that a, a real I, thing? I feel confident, but it was definitely a thrown out number. You know what 500 AD is? Like we're in the year 2022, so that would be roughly 1,500 years ago, right? Yeah. So medieval times was 1,500 years ago. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess it could be. I mean, 500 AD was after uh, the year of our Lord, so after Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And things might have got a little crazy. Sure, that could be the Dark Ages. Dark mm-hmm. Ages and medieval are kind of like synonymous, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Dark Ages are interesting. Because do you know like what the didn't dark- I just say they were synonymous and then now you're telling you me you said it's synonymous I said interesting but oh okay different are they not? words English I understand they're different but are they not no they they are the same. referencing the same time yes they are okay same time you're oh correct. so you have a lot more to say about the dark ages versus uh-huh. middle medieval times history okay <laughs> yeah go no. for it I can't wait to hear I think the dark ages are interesting because it's I mean I've it's like a it's it's weird because it's a particular time that i've not dived into a lot but it's very interesting to me it's just i've spent so much time on like a particular genre like you just you just, I just spoke triggered to siri. siri yeah don't do that i have such a particular interest in a specified time period that i've never gotten to the dark ages but i've like dabbled and what i what i've heard about it is is very interesting um the, the biggest thing that i find interesting is that i think i think there was some sort of like renaissance with like art and science. And then in essence, there was like a government overthrown or... What government? I don't know what government and or... where who, are we talking wh- about? Whoever was in power, I'm assuming it was like... Is America England. even existed? No. Right. It's, so it's, where is this? It's like Europe area, whatever they called that area. And, and in essence, they it was like the whatever the government form or the societal structure was overthrown. And I think uh, Christianity was like thrown out or maybe it was Catholicism. I don't even know. And they basically regressed. It was like a long period where science and art is Christianity. Like went into the, into the depths. Hmm. And people just lived in destitute 
poverty for like hundreds of years. The reason that's interesting is because you go, yeah, I want to hear. Are we? Are, could we? Could that ever happen to me. us? Could that ever happen to us? What? Uh, well, again, and I'm going to reference an, a popular quote from last podcast, which is, "You should put on your listening ears." Was that what it was? I thought it was the popular quote by me, where I said, "I'm sorry, I really wasn't listening." <laughs> <laughs> no, not that one. That one is actually not very popular. Uh-huh. Put on your listening interesting. ears. Interesting. I found it interesting. I wonder if there's any way that we could regress significantly, not just like stunt our technology, but we could literally regress like science and technology would sort of dissipate significantly. And we would live in how same way it happened last time. No. Okay. Well, yes. You got an answer. You just didn't like it. That doesn't explain how same way as last time. It does. If you'd listened. Well, I didn't. So, <laughs> so <laughs> cheers. Okay. Those, what, what those you who like don't to listen about, to the past, what would you destined, like to talk about? People don't listen to the past or destined to repeat it, right? Uh-huh. And people don't listen to those across from them are idiots? I don't know. I, I was caught up in medieval versus dark ages. And I remember, I mean, don't, isn't, isn't that what people reference all the time? Medieval times where they did torturous acts and they had all these medieval torture devices and chambers and see all if that i were stuff. you and all i wanted to do is pump the brakes on your conversation to try to derail it to something mm-hmm. i want to talk about i just go is that what it was i would just repeat what you said with a vague look on my face is that what you said i don't really know what you're doing i don't know what you're doing what is happening right now see how it works it's easy to be you harder to be me that's funny because i feel like at any point in time you are a replaceable person mm. i say that with the nicest tone and yet here i am so mm-hmm. that means that's more flattery. remember how many times i've threatened to replace you because it's a voluntary choice then mm-hmm. it is i haven't though do you I... see the look on my face when the threats come i really <laughs> no change well that's At fine because you're you're happy in fact i will same. challenge you and say it would borderline be a relief there'd be a part of me that would be like school got canceled yeah, I know. I do worry about that with you because your happy face is the same as your sad face. Yeah. It's just one. What do you take from a man who has nothing? Okay. Well, that's what you admit you have. <laughs> Let's get on with our subject. Yeah. What we... is the subject? Yeah. Gender. I thought I told oh, you. Oh, I thought it was stock market. Stock market. So let's talk about the stock market. It's fine. I threw a couple things at you. I said, hey, man, we should talk about the stock market. And you said, what is the stock market? <laughs> yeah. I said, that's great. But. Here's what I want to know, because we immediately did what we should never do, which is we started basically podcasting without a mic in front of us. We started talking about it. Mm-hmm. I know. That's, I tried to walk away from you at that point in time. That's why text message is so much better when I say, hey, this is what we're going to talk about, because there's no way we can talk about it. But here's a question I have. When did it start? What? The stock market. Which one? The medieval times. Which one? The stock market. Which Which one? Which one? Oh, that's a good question. What was the first stock market? You, you know this? I think there was, I think there was like, well, it depends on, I think there was like exchanges of, what do you call them? Not, um, not bonds. Shares? Shares, I guess. Or there was some sort of like weird currency system that mirrors the stock market way back in like freaking way before medieval times medieval times yeah everything dark ages everything beyond what we know will now (laughs) from now on be the medieval 500 but i think the first u.s stock market i think it was like right around the turn of 1800 or maybe in the 1700s wow so it went on a good 100 years before it crashed yeah Hmm. i was wondering that today 
as I was just thinking about values of things and you invest in stuff and right now, you know, we love to talk. I love to talk with you about what to do about our money, economic structure, what we're economic times we're in. What do you put your money? Is it good to have cash on hand? How do you even get gold if you want gold? You know, they right. talk about getting gold. How do you know you have it once you purchase it? Right. Yeah. They have, yeah. you want to buy gold? And I, I have some people who are like, well, I purchased silver. And I was like, cool. Where is it? And they're like, yeah, somebody's holding on to it for me. Mm-hmm. I own a portion of silver. And you're like, okay, I want that physically in my possession and to be at my, at my house. Mm-hmm. Right. So there, then you, in this time, you go, okay, if I just held on to cash, right? Right now, if I just held on to cash and put it in my safe, it's not going up in value, right? Cash mm-hmm. never goes up in value. Mm-hmm. But if you hold on to gold or silver, it goes up in value. If you buy a commodity, like, or, or an asset, I should say, if you buy like a car or, I don't know, Nikes right now, a they barrel go, of oil, they go up in value. Sure. Right. Or it could drop just depending on how much that's in need. Same thing with the stock market. But the stock market is nothing I really know. Mm-hmm. So to you and I, it's just gambling, right? It is. And and I think it's, well, I think one of the big questions I have is like, I feel like it's built into our, our, I don't know, culture, I guess, as Americans to go, oh, stock market's down. Did you hear? Right. And then you you and I were talking about the team. We're like, what, so what does that mean? What does exactly? that mean to me? I and mean, because one, one thing I, I, well, I want to make crystal clear, I don't know anything about I'm not an expert on the stock market. Sure. I have money in stocks. I've played stocks, but I just, as an opinion about stocks, I go, it seems like it, it could, it could go away and I wouldn't care. It would not affect my life from what I can understand. Right. So do you not have like a, your retirement in a portfolio? I do in a, yeah. And it's in a portfolio. Mm-hmm. It sounds really nice. I do have retirement and obviously it's invested in stocks. I have no idea what stocks they're invested in. And I understand to that extent it would affect my life. Right. But if the stock market was to crash right now, I don't have my money. I have my retirement money. Mm-hmm. I get it. But it's not something I see every day. Right. It's down the road. It wouldn't affect my day-to-day life. I could still go buy bread from the grocery store, mm-hmm. and I still have a paycheck coming in, and my money that I have sitting in the bank would still be there, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, your money in the bank would be there for sure. I think... Would it I be thought- for sure, or would the bank have invested it in the stock market. Well, I guess that's it. true. If it's 2008, some banks went out of business. But I mean, I had money in a bank at that time and that bank went out of business and I never felt it. It just transitioned to a new bank. Right. I, now, I'm now a member of Chase for like the last like 16 years. And I know oh, that was Washington Mutual, huh? <laughs> I never asked to be there, their client. <laughs> I just too lazy to get out of there. But I think that if this is, cause it's a good question. Like, how does it affect you? And I, I thought about that after you left my office and I mean, I think it's the same way that like if currency crashes in general and we go, okay, well, cool. What if I don't have a lot of cash? Who cares if the dollar crashes? Like, how does that affect me? And maybe it doesn't directly affect you, but I think if your economy crashes, meaning everybody's accumulative retirement and wealth went way down and everybody feels way poorer or is way poorer, I think that's where you start to run into issues. Like basically it would be like living through a depression. I mean, if people really lost 90% of their wealth in one broad swoop, I think you would feel it even if your wealth wasn't tied up with their wealth. Would you be devastated right now if you lost your retirement? No. You wouldn't be? No. No, because, and maybe you're like me and maybe you're not, I don't know. But I always have this weird confidence that I can like, I'll make money somehow. Yeah, or like you're just going to work forever. Or Well, that's part of it. But I mean, to me, I just feel like at some point in my life, I'll 
run into an opportunity or something will happen and I'll be able to make an inordinate amount of money. It'll work out. Yeah, it'll, it'll work out. This is, like a, this is one of the weird places that I have a weird optimism that I'm like, nah, I'll be all right. Hmm. I'll land on my feet. But I do worry about the economy crashing because I feel like that's where you run into, um, you know, I mean, like coronavirus hit and it didn't necessarily affect people's wealth right away, but like there were shortages. That was, that sucked. Aren't there shortages right now at grocery stores? Yeah, like I heard chicken is like in short supply. Aha. See, this is where I told you. I have a leg up on you. My chickens are going to carry me through whatever this is that we're going through. Eh, I went to Costco and stocked up on chicken. I'm good. On chicken. Did you Uh freeze it? I did, yeah. Okay, cool. When your power goes out and that stuff spoils, I'll just still be getting eggs for my chickens. Mm. I literally have two dozen. So you're going like the power grid goes down. Wouldn't it? Or are you meaning I can't pay my electricity bill? Yeah, one or the other. It doesn't matter. Well, I wouldn't get to that point. And actually, did you know when I moved... And I don't know, maybe this is a moving thing. They're like, we don't actually ever shut the power off on your old house. It just transitions to a new person. So where's that gap period? Yeah, I got, that's why I said, well, what, you didn't even know when he's moving in and I'm moving out. They didn't even ask. They're just, I was like, I, was like, I just want to make sure, you know, we don't get our power shut off. And like, we don't actually shut your power off. Isn't it amazing the amount of things that we just <clears throat> don't know? Yes. What does it cost to run power? Or is it just like all this profit that they're just making? Because do they actually lose money? When there's a gap period, right? Do they lose money? They're like, oh, we went 1,500, you know, BPS. Who knows what the technology term is of electricity went to that house and and nobody paid for it. Yeah. We lost. Yeah. I don't really get that business model. I also, did you know that like uh, Texas, when we had that ice storm last, last winter, right? Um, Texas had their like power grid go down and they said Mm -hmm. that they, it was a real strain on their power grid and that they were like, days away from in essence the power grid crashing like permanently i guess permanently um, well like it was it was like overdrawn or something i don't know i heard joe rogan talking about it and i was like that's weird he he basically said in essence i didn't realize how shaky the power grid was in texas and, <laughs> and i find that weird and maybe it's because their weather is never like that so they're not set up for that kind of thing but yeah, well, it still it was, seems like there should be some sort of contingency. There's been a lot of things in the last two years that kind of make you realize how delicate life, life as we know it is. Like coronavirus. Yeah, that smoke apocalypse. Yeah, that ice storm. Yeah, maybe. You know the other weird thing? I know this is maybe off topic, but I I was watching an advertisement for basically like broadband internet, but through your cell phone company. Right. Uh, okay. So mm-hmm. now you can have fast 5G LTE for your house and you don't have to have a cable come in, like running cable through your house. Is that going to be a, a thing of the past where we just have, now we just have wireless internet coming through, even from, I don't have to get the cable company out here to put a cable in. Probably. I'm actually, I feel as though we're behind that we don't already have that. Like the other day I was. Because there's radio waves going everywhere, man. Our, our, everywhere. Our uh, internet did right something now. weird, and I had to go reset the router. router and yeah. I was like, "Where is that even right now?" I don't <laughs> like. There's no wires, anything. It's just you cast it, or it's like internet run, and then when that goes down, you're like, "Oh, where's that? Where's that router?" And I had to go reset it, and we like put in a weird closet in a different bedroom, which is strange. So we're getting minimal, but we're still we still rely on that. So yeah, we're, we're headed in that direction. So though. so you see, you see a shift like that, and you go, "Okay, that's why." Stock markets shift because companies come and go, right? But it doesn't seem like there's a lot more companies out there, and then they're just going public. And, I mean, wouldn't they eventually run out of stock to 
trade or is that just not a thing like there's run out of stock to trade i don't know i mean i just i guess i'm trying to understand it there's just an infinite supply of stock to buy and sell no i mean i I mean i think people are always buying and selling because you're always gonna have speculators on both sides it's a good time to buy that oh it's a great time to sell that that's my understanding so when a stock market or when a company goes public Mm -hmm. they offer up a particular amount of stock. So they only, they say, this is how many shares we're going to make available to the public. And then that's all there is to consume. So it's just that amount getting sloshed around in the market. Yeah. Repeatedly. And, or I think they can, uh, like if they're doing well and they want to acquire more, like get bigger, grow, expand, they can issue more stock. Who manages it? I bet. I, I question the validity of this whole, the CEO. The CEO of the stock market, mm-hmm. yeah, with the with they could just make it crash and go. Isn't it kind of weird that you Elon Musk can have so much influence on the stock market or Bitcoin just by some of the things he tweets out? Yeah, I don't know if he has that much power. He has that much over his own stock for sure. Like yeah. when he went on Joe Rogan and smoked weed, and his stock crashed like I don't know some percentage, and everyone's like, ah, because the CEO of Tesla was smoking weed on Joe Rogan, and apparently that was not a good. Oh, thing. he did that. Yeah. Huh. He yeah, that's like his, he took like he a didn't puff. inhale. He took like a puff <laughs> and that was enough to send his Tesla stock down. I think yeah. it went up significantly after that though. Hmm. Yeah, um, I think he I think he does mess with I think he single-handedly messes with it. The other one that was weird, uh, you and I kind of talked about Dutch Bros just cuz it's kind of super hyper local, right? Mm-hmm. Started in Southern Oregon and then it got really popular here. It's opening up everywhere now. It's in Texas. Mm-hmm. We're all excited about it. And then that company went public. I just go, what does that mean to, there are just two guys that started Dutch Bros. But what the heck does it mean for them? Do they all of a sudden just get exponentially wealthier? Yes. How? I Okay, so that's a good question. And I was thinking about how how they get wealthy. And it is literally just all of the money that on the up on the IPO. That they, they, I think they pocket all of that money. So if so, they go to a investment bank, or I guess there's like teams of people who do this, and they say we'll take over your IPO, we'll get you public, which stands for initial public offering, and then they nice determine job. what their stock price is going to be. I don't know how they determine it. What did it open up at? Do you even know? What no Dutch idea. Bros? Fifty cents, dollar thirty. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So then it goes public, and then whoever wants to buy it buys it. And once that initial stock is sold, that's it. That's the money they cashed in. That's the money that they got. So if you have a really successful IPO, you can stand to make a boatload of money overnight. Isn't it weird? So you so you buy the idea behind the stock market is somebody like Dutch Bros says, okay, I, I'm a private company, mm-hmm. and basically it's just me and another guy and we started it and and now if you want to own a portion of our company you can mm-hmm. by going public and you can buy some shares right mm-hmm. isn't that what that is and then mm-hmm. you you as the consumer you buy some shares and you're like hey i own a portion of dutch bros but you get zero say in it correct mm-hmm. and what happens with dutch bros you just mm-hmm. get a mm-hmm. just buy the stock and own it and then hopefully that it rises in value so you can sell it but you actually never had any say in it mm-hmm. so it's like being a business partner Kind of just for the benefit of hopefully getting some money. Well, I think you would look at like their, I think once they become public, they have to publicly share their financials. And so I think what a lot of people who are good at investing do is they pour over the financial statements and they basically determine if they think that company is doing good things or bad things. 
which I think is an interesting skill, and I'm curious to what degree you think you have that skill to, what, what, to what look would, over like an income statement. What would be bad things? Well, you're, like, oh, you're going to ask me that. Well, no, I'm just asking you because you're. You, I feel like you deal with that a little bit at our work. Could you pour over a random company's income statement, balance sheet, whatever, and go, hmm, this is a healthy company going in a good direction or they're well, in danger? <laughs> that's a good question. I think looking over a business in general, it's always easy to point out the things that you could make better. But going, oh, this is a healthy business that I would invest in. Um, yeah, I think I could probably do that. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's well, some, that's how they do it then. Yeah. That, there's some things I could do, but I'm not saying I'm like, so here's a question. Great at it. I, and I would hesitate to, that would scare me. I mean, going, okay, well, yeah, this is now worth five, a thousand dollars a share and you should invest in it. Cause if you're wrong, then uh, I don't know. Some people would be mad at you, but well, I, yeah. but I don't know who those people are. So maybe I would, maybe I would like that job cause I'm just in some office somewhere and nobody knows who I am. Well, you may be better suited to deal with uh, IPOs than me because if you can look at a balance sheet and an income statement and go, this is a good company. Well, moreover, they, those people who are doing that, like looking at initial public offerings, they can tell if the price of the shares are too high or too low, which I think that's a really refined skill. To be able to look at, hey, this is what they're going to open at per share. Right. That's the, that's the par value or that's, oh, that's an undervalued company or, oh, no, nah, that's overvalued. And be able to bet on it, and then I wonder how many of those are right and wrong. Like they say, oh, it's going to open up at fifty dollars a share, and all of a sudden people are just like crazy, and then they just buy it because as you buy it, it goes up, right? Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't actually. That's a good question. Like, Here's, what? Do, how, how does the stock? How does the value of the share go up? Who determines that? I don't know. Like, why is Tesla stock now at a thousand dollars versus? I think it's speculative, right? Because it's like how. How many? How profitable you are? What sorts of decisions you're going to make? You're sort of promoting your future decisions, and then you hope that the investors get behind it and drive the stock up, right? Yeah. Okay. So here's the question: What when this when a stock for a given company crashes? If you're the uh, the person who owned the company and offered it to the public, and you already cashed in your billion dollars, why do you care? That's one something I don't understand. Yeah. Why would I care? And, and yeah. Well, I think that's. Uh, I saw the guy from Dutch Bros on an interview, and he just kind of looked like he was done. He, you know, hey, I, I sold it. Basically, we made it public, and and he seemed like he was done. Holy cow! He just dropped Jeez. your mic. <laughs> dropped the mic, first. literally. I don't know. I and and then how um, how is cryptocurrency affecting this? Because cryptocurrency is like a version of the stock market. I feel it like, is. Is it traded on the? It's not traded on the stock market. Oh, that would be interesting. It's just an exchange rate no, between... It, Coinbase, though, the the, oh. the things that house it are traded. So I was talking to my friend about this. I said, oh, do you invest in crypto at all? And he goes, no, but I invest in the I invest in the stocks of the companies that use it to trade. Like Coinbase is one of them. I think Kraken's another one. Uh, weirdly, uh, I don't know I don't know what another one is, uh, but I think you can buy certain crypto on uh, Robinhood. And doesn't um, Cash App now do? You? Oh, it might. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, might heard on that. That was one of those big ones where they were like, "Oh, more buy-in," and I was like, "I don't think it's going to matter." And Bitcoin is down a lot right now, right? Dude, that's the thing that's crazy about it. I mean, it's like the stock market, right? I mean, it was at fifty thousand dollars a share, and then it went up to when back when we did the podcast on Bitcoin, mm-hmm. it was at fifty thousand dollars a share. It went all the way up to sixty. Now mm-hmm. it's down to thirty-seven. Thirty-seven thousand dollars a share, and then you shared with me about OBJ. 
Yeah. He, uh, let's see, he gets a base salary of 750 grand and he decided to either exchange it or maybe NFL agreed to pay him in Bitcoin. And then he, in essence, took his salary of 750 grand in Bitcoin and it immediately crashed. And so his, his salary in US dollars went from 750 grand to like, Four hundred and thirty. Is it? But isn't that like giving you a stock option and saying, "Okay, Aaron, you're a part of this company and, and you have a stock option now," right? No, because because the stock could go down. Well, it it's is in that, but normally with a stock option, at least you would have direct capability to manipulate the success of the company. How would you have direct capability? Maybe you maybe you're ju- you're just a low level guy. You just have stock options. I mean, I guess in that case, it's just a it's more of like uh, compensation. But a lot of a lot of people who at the level they get stock options are like executives or people who actually have some say over it. That's mm. the incentive behind the stock option is that we they go, hey, you're inextricably tied to the success of this company now, so you have to make it work. Um, and mm. I'm sure, yeah, there's low-level people. Like Enron, they were paying out stock options to the accountants, right? And everybody, like, and everybody went down. But, but doesn't it seem like you could get rid, just to me, it just seems like you could get rid of the stock market and the world would still exist. Yeah, I guess that's a question. But you never really answered my question about when it crashes, like, who does that affect and why? And I really, I don't know. You the, asked me the question? Yeah, I was asking you, like, when it goes down, what does that matter? Because if you're the guy who owned the company and offered it to the public and you cashed oh, right. in your money. Yeah, I, I did answer. I said, I guess you wouldn't care. You wouldn't care. So right. why do people care so much about that? Who who's then in charge? Because let's say you own Dutch Brothers and you offer it to the public, and then you make a billion dollars, right? And now what? Now who runs that, and who cares about Th- the stock? This is why this is why I don't put a lot of stock in the stock market. There probably is a good answer. I'm not sure you or I are equipped to answer that, but I I, I think there's a lot of flaws in the general understanding of the American public and how the stock market works. Hmm. So. If there is a lack of understanding by most people, I would venture to say, why, how does it still exist? And, and, and such, not only, I, I, I should take that back. Why does it exist is a good question. But, like, why do we depend as an economy so much on it? Well, why it exists is an interesting one because I think what the stock market offers is capital flow to companies who don't have access to capital flow otherwise. But couldn't you just get an investor? Not to that magnitude unless you're a really like amazing company. So it's it's a way to go, okay, rather than getting a million dollars from one person, you're trying to get five hundred thousand dollars from five hundred people and, and yeah. that's it's it's an it's a lot instant more money. it's an instantaneous way to sell your company and get an influx of cash flow staying in control. But it's a falsity. How of so? what the company's worth. How so? Because isn't that it, supply and demand? Doesn't isn't price demand? Because here's a good example: Tesla, Carvana, some of those car companies. They don't make money as a company, mm-hmm. but they make money in their stocks. Mm-hmm. How does that make sense? They don't have a viable business, uh, 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 viable business solution, money? right? Carvana is a great example where their stock, I mean, their uh, their business model just doesn't make money, but their stock is like, oh, we're going to try to get up. Now, recently it just dropped again, but you go, you, you're you basically um, not making money on your cars. You're shipping them and not accounting for all of the costs associated with it. You're just trying to create a, a, a base kind of like Uber did, right? Uber wasn't profitable for a long time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're just going to lose money until people figure out that this is the 
right thing to use, mm-hmm. right? Now everybody loves Uber and we use it and maybe it is profitable now. I don't know. But the stock is what has always been profitable. Mm-hmm. It always. It might not be true. Well, but I know that for a long time. I mean, I don't know. That's I didn't. I guess I didn't really know Tesla wasn't profitable. I knew Carvana wasn't profitable. Well, Tesla, but, Tesla might be now. I'm just saying they haven't been in in at certain times. But if you couldn't make money on your actual company's day to day earnings, and I don't know if that means breaking even or it means they're losing a ton of money, but you as you as a business owner could make infinitely more money in another sort of ecosystem wouldn't you just choose to do that anyway like is that you really- know this sounds like this just sounds like the metaverse um packaged to me differently because it's you, you didn't like, bite off on the metaverse t- though. <laughs> take tesla for example the, all they have to do they don't have to make money as a company they just have to convince people they make money right mm-hmm. so a good example of this is they outsold bmw and mercedes three series and and c classes in in a quarter one time uh I don't know, it was their Model 3, right? Their Model Mm -hmm. 3 came out and they said they outsold those in this quarter. Mm -hmm. But it was deceptive because so many, they didn't have enough cars, so they had a bunch of pre-orders done, and then those pre-orders were delivered in that time along with some sales, right? Mm -hmm. So then, yes, uh, of course they beat those at that time. But isn't that business in general? Like, Don't people go, hey, I'm just going to stave off paying this one large bill until a later time um, just to look better on the books? Yeah, right? I get, but you're just looking better on the books for what? Not no businesses don't do that. They don't care to do that because they want to not seem profitable, so they don't have to pay taxes. I don't. The reason why you would do that, cash if you're flow, publicly, let's say, cash flow. Let's say if you were publicly flow. traded, you want to do that so you look good. But I don't. Okay, but how does but, that help you cash flow? But like on a localized business level, don't you like push off like say tax bills and go, hey, I'm not going to pay this until the last possible minute. For sure, for a tax bill, I, yeah. And why do you do that? I mean. I mean, if you don't have to pay it, why pay it? Because because you, you can take that money and invest in your company. Okay, but that, but that doesn't. But but I'm saying like if if you could pay it January one, have that bill off your back and be done, and it's the same bill, or you could pay it in April, and you choose to pay it in April, the tax bill. Why do you do that? Why do you why do business owners choose to wait to pay taxes? Versus just pay it as soon as they get the bill. Because your money works for you in a business. So if you have money working in the business, you can turn it into more money. So you keep the money for that. Yeah. So so maybe if it's the stock market and they get more money by looking a certain way, right? Like count those pre-orders, get more money. Maybe that is. Maybe that is. I know. I'm just saying it's like you're selling an audience. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> it is I, weird. I, I would. But hey, this is what I've always said is economics is mostly psychological. And I still think that I think that's true of business in a lot of ways too. I, you know, you say you always say that. I've never heard you say that. Well, you because you don't listen, man. That's <laughs> you were actually the worst listener I've ever met, and it's only getting worse. In fact, I'm going to go on a tangent here. When I met you, you would have your phone in your face constantly while I was talking. And the worst part is, is you're the type of person who believes you're really good at multitasking, right? That's what you would tell me. But in reality, you don't catch like 80%, and I would ne'er say 90% nowadays of what is even people are saying to you. You like to talk at people, and then you receive virtually nothing in return. And then you're like, walk out of it, and this is this is a classic Marshall move. I know it. He would walk out of the room and be like, yeah, that went really well. Not knowing the other person was sitting there like, oh, that was a waste of time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm glad you were able to go on that tangent. Uh, You're welcome. I 100% disagree with you, uh, as I should. My phone isn't on me 
this whole time when we're on our podcast. Oh, okay. Th- and this is the only this is the only reason I stick around for this podcast is because it's the only time in the week that I actually have a full conversation with you, and uninterrupted. I, and I also feel like I'm a lot better about being on my phone. So to say ninety better of the than time, what you used to be. Yeah, I'm conscious about it, and with you, it's a little bit different. But with other people, man, I will not check. I've my gotten phone. the complaints I've from actually, many people. No way. Who are like that guy doesn't listen to me? It's like, and and they don't. Have, to be fair, some people I don't want to listen to. Sure, it doesn't make it not true though. Their observation of you is accurate, even if you don't. If it's the reasoning is well, that's fine. I'm not trying to fix their observation. There are certain people that's fine. I've had actually people compliment me, just so you know, saying, "Wow, Marshall, when you talk to me, you give me your." You're 100 percent attention, and I know you're a really busy. Must person. have been someone you just met. You're just trying to put oh, on a show. I, no, I. You know, I'll name it after the air, and I'll I'll give you the example. But I I do realize there are some. And people, how many times they meet with you? I is this multiple meetings? Because yeah. you can you could not get through multiple meetings with the same person and give them your undivided. Attention. I understand you don't. You would be me. like a kindergartner with ADHD, like sitting next to a window while the, the teacher's teaching math. You'd be like sweating. Looking like I just I can't listen anymore. I got to get out of here. But yeah, do you do you feel like if you don't listen or respond to your phone in a certain amount of time, some it, something's gone drastically wrong? Well, let me just say this: you have yet to tell me that I'm as bad as you, and I would argue that everybody who knows me would be like, "Dude, that's that's you. That's me. I yeah. do that." Yeah, you hundred. But thank do you that. for not noticing it because that oh. shows how little you're observing me. No, I notice it point right proven. away. Put a point up. <laughs> dude as soon as i get on my phone if i have to just make sure because sometimes i get a message and i want to go okay let's just make sure it's not emergency. an emergency so i look at it real quick and soon as i do that soon as i look at my phone just to check real quick you pick up your phone mm-hmm. and then you're you're going to town mm-hmm. on it oh right i've given away, up I'm on like, you dude i've given the- up on you dude i don't at this point like i will physically turn my entire person away from you when you start getting on your phone we will have a conversation and you will go this is what you'll do you'll Tell me, because you love, you love, you love delivering your talking points. Because a, they're always revolutionary and unique and special. Well, so you like you to deliver those with they are. with with like pizzazz. You deliver them. Okay. And then the second anybody who had the severe misfortune of making eye contact with you while you delivered your talking points wants to rebut with anything, your phone is in front of your face and you're glazed over. And I've just learned and I'm like, it's, it doesn't even offend me. I just turn my whole body and I begin to work on my computer. I don't even use my phone anymore. I just go full blown to the PC and I start typing a Word document in front of your face. Huh. You know, those are some wild accusations. They are so, all know. accurate. And I, I'm glad that whatever was pent up inside of you, you just like <laughs> totally released it and got it out I haven't of had you. wine in a while, so. Yeah, I, it was yeah. good because clearly you're, you're. I don't know what this has to some, do with the stock market. You have some <laughs> hidden feelings about communication with me. And you know. Here's my thought on why it matters if a stock crashes. Because <laughs> it's where you're going back. If okay. a stock crashes, here's what it is. Your company your your company is in danger, right? Because I think that's one of the fears with the stock market is that you're now open to the public and you're susceptible to being taken over. Right. So so your company, which I don't know if I'm supposed to mention your company or not, but your company is not publicly traded. You have no fears of ever somebody muscling you out of ownership. But the second you put your company on the public market, now get a new CEO. If the stock market crashed true people could come in and buy it. Like big companies would be like, oh, that company is cheap. Let's buy the whole thing. Hmm. I think that might be one of the dangers. Yeah, you're right. Because why else would they care? Because haven't they, 
wasn't Elon Musk at risk of not being the CEO? Yeah, and didn't uh, Steve Jobs get kicked out of his yeah, own company? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Oh, good job. We got there. We somehow. Through conversation. Yeah, after you went on your rant about <laughs> communication. Sometimes a good rant just gets my brain working a little better. Mm. Well, Maybe that's should, what it is. Yeah, you should try that a little bit. What was the other thing we were going to talk about? More often. Gender. Gender. Yeah. Is that an interesting topic? I don't know. You seem really excited about it. The only reason I... No, we we shouldn't. Isn't that circa like 2016? No, dude, it's it's prevalent. Right? Is it still a thing? What what? Well, I don't know. When I say gender, what do you think? Like pronouns and gender fluid and like basically younger people. That's what you think of when I say the word gender. Yeah, yeah I think that nowadays you can't just think when I say gender, you you check the box, male or female. No, it's different times, man. So that's what your brain goes to. Wasn't it you who sent me the thing that was like some some sort of woke company that was selling merchandise but they only offered it in men and women's sizes which <laughs> yeah, was like it was it yeah it was like gender is just a a concept or construct or something yeah. and it was like it was on amazon it was what size do you want and then do you want it is it male or female i laugh every time i go to a company and they still have male and female because i'm like oh they either are taking a stand or they just have overlooked this detail yeah well do you ever go shopping and you are wonder. I wonder this a lot. I go, when is the male and female? There's not going to be a male section. And if like, oh, girls clothes are over here and boys clothes are over there. They're just going to mix them. Because every once in a while, I'm in the boys section. And I'm like, this is not a guy's shirt. This uh-huh. is clearly not. No way a guy would wear this, right? This looks like a girl's shirt. <laughs> Somebody must have put it on this rack and misplaced it. And then you see there's like five other ones. And you go, oh, n- oh no. That's just the look. <laughs> this is just how it's so going these at days. at one point in time, they're just going to they're gonna put them all together. But the problem is we're different sizes, mm-hmm. right? We fit. We have different builds and fit differently. And I mean, from a, from a capitalism standpoint, it wouldn't make sense to mass produce something and say oh one size fits all men mm-hmm. i mean say you'd say one size fits all but you'd go okay but on a men and women they fit differently mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. i mean we just they have curves we don't well i've often wondered what the draw was to these capitalist companies to do these sort of for lack of a better term woke things mm-hmm. like it doesn't seem like it would be appealing to the masses Unless they don't know what the masses really are. Because, you know, you have to admit, sometimes we go about our daily lives and it feels like some of this, some of these wokeisms that are happening in life, it seems like they're everywhere and they're everybody to some degree. But then you actually wonder to some degree how much of that is just what you hear on the news versus like, like, for example, you go talk to your neighbors or your community members and it's a totally different story than what you hear on the news. So you wonder if these companies like Nike, Nike is a very woke company. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. Totally woke. And you go, what is the business model behind that? Who are you appealing to? Mm-hmm. Who's their constituents? Like, I would imagine that Nike, I mean, it's broadly appealing for sure, but it also just seems like they appeal to, I don't know. I don't get their whole woke thing. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, I, I don't know because there are some small companies that do it too. I think once you're a big enough company like Nike, you can you can make your statements and it's probably not widely going to affect Your business. If you're a smaller one, you know, there's certain places that just straight turn me off and I go, I'm just, I'm never going to you again. But one of the things when I say gender that I wanted to talk about was the the athlete thing that's going on right now. Mm. This is something they haven't straightened out. Mm 
it still is getting a little out of control. There's that swimmer mm-hmm. that most I think has probably been the most popular case right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a male swimmer dominating all of the women swimming events mm-hmm. and just setting new records right and left. And I don't know, at what point is that going to, are we just going to be like, Hey, you know, there's no, there's no feminism anymore. There's no women's rights. There's, aren't we taking that away? Well, I think that the idea to, I think that I, the idea that you can be whatever you want when you wake up, right? Like I wake up and I'm just like, I, I feel, um, masculine of center today or feminine of center today. And I, so that's what I identify. It's like a fluid. I'm going to stand up today to go pee. Yes. Nope. Today I'm sitting down. Sit down. A little lazier day today. Mm-hmm. I think that that is. Is something. that why women sit down? Because they're lazy. I guess I said <laughs> it. I guess there you go. Good job. Yeah. Uh, women sit down when they pee because they're lazy. So lazy. I think that I don't even know what the question was. You, you derailed me. <laughs> you know what you should do, Aaron? What? Put on your listening ears. Okay. Mm, I should, but it's hard to listen when someone is interrupting you amidst they ask you a question and then they immediately interrupt you. I don't know. I ask you a question. Sometimes you're just talking. Yeah, it's called a podcast. That's <laughs> why mics are in front of our face to pick up the talking. I know. Yeah. I know. Put on your listening ears. It's hard. It's hard. Well, the uh, the the portion of women in men's sports, I think, is a big deal. I think just the. Uh, you know the disintegration of just a gender in general is well the disintegration not a healthy concept is the, it the disintegration of categories is a bigger concern mm. because I think we Explain. get I think we get focused on uh, this idea that the real detriment is blurring the lines between men and women right and in there's all gradations of sexuality now or or gender rather. Which is a problem for sure, but it's a problem because I think we've degraded the entire structure of categories. Like we're we're basically blowing apart the idea that there's categories of anything. There's variations in anything. Yeah. We're sort of like pushing everything towards everything is the same. And I know that that is like a kind of a right wing thing to say, but I think the more we push things to just everything is equal and everything is the same, the more catastrophe that happens because it's not a that's not a sustainable model to basically that everything and everyone is equal in all ways. I mean, that's in essence Hmm. what we're edging towards. Why? Why don't we want to all be equal? Because you can't, well, for one, we're not equal. I mean, for example, women don't have sex with every single person. They select who they have sex with, right? Okay. They're sexually selective. So isn't that a form of discrimination? <laughs> I mean, oh. isn't it? I mean, you wouldn't. Would have you be standing in line and be like, uh, "Excuse me, you had sex with these two other guys. You owe it to me for you know equality." Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And, okay. and, and, and here's another one. Uh, that I, Jordan Peterson actually talks about it. Why are men overrepresented in prison? Is that something we want to e- e- make equal? Wait, maybe we should. Right, and then also. Does that mean we have to release all the men until enough women get arrested? We need fifty-fifty. Yeah. Right, and then and then dangerous jobs. So, for example, outdoor jobs, right? Mm -hmm. Like um, laying, like masonry, laying bricks, construction, oil well digging, all the hardcore, dangerous, sub below freezing, deep water jobs. Like those are almost entirely represented by males. So, do we want to make those equal as well? Well, maybe they identify as females. Sure, but they don't. But they don't. Yeah. There, but, there, I mean, there is, I get, you know, there's, we need to celebrate 
this is like an office quote, celebrate diversity. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the way we grow. If everybody was the same, we really just wouldn't have much of an economic structure, right? Well, the the the, the problem is, is that you can't, people are different. People are different. And if you go to the most egalitarian countries uh, that basically have the most equality of rights between men and women, and I think people widely consider Scandinavian countries as the most egalitarian in terms of genders, right? Like they really work hard to make equal opportunity for everybody to do whatever they want to do. What you actually find in those situations is that men and women tend to be more pronounced in their gender roles. Like women tend to do more things that you would think women would want to do. And men tend to do more like, so when they're given the opportunity, they actually separate more steeply, Mm. which is interesting. Is that like playing to a strengths or just kind of the culture? I think it's just the realization that, or, or the playing out in reality that men and women have differences. It doesn't mean they're all different. Like there's very masculine women and there's very feminine males, but, do you, there is a distinction. Do you think it's a problem that we don't, we're not enforcing, you have to, you identify as a male, you identify as a female, and that's it. Do you think that's a, a problem? Uh, as in enforcing how? What do you mean by that? Well, okay, for example, there. what's been floating around TikTok, I don't know if you, are you on TikTok? Uh, I am, but I don't go on it a lot. Okay, yeah, because you're not up to speed on pop culture or technology. Sure, yep. So... You just got on like three days ago. You were <laughs> no. the one who was like, hey, man, I posted this video. <clears throat> they got like 500 likes. And then Todd and I, Todd, who's even more antiquated than, than you are, he goes, yeah, man, every TikTok video gets that. And I was like, I already, okay. I already knew that. I too. think you're conflating two things that happened. One, yes, I posted a video for the first time on TikTok. And you were very proud of the number of likes it got. I just... To which two other more uh, pop culturally informed people told you TikTok does that. Okay. But more importantly, I've been on TikTok for like over a year now. And you so. just posted. Yeah, because I don't yeah, so care see, to post. you're just a boomer. Oh, wow. You're, you know, your arguments aren't good. That's <laughs> they get you. Gonna, that's what I'm going to say back <laughs> it's to good you. good enough for you. That's not all good. I'm shooting for. Okay. So anyway. anyway, floating on TikTok are these teachers mm-hmm. that are, I don't know, non-binary. Who knows uh, what they are? But they're saying, I don't know how to introduce myself to my students. They clearly look like women. Mm-hmm. But... They're like, I don't know. I don't know if I should say I'm a I'm a boy or I'm a girl because I kind of don't identify with either one. I just don't know if I should say I'm Mrs. You know Smith or or what I should say. How do I explain to them? And it's like you're talking fourth graders. I mean, those kids don't give a rip. I mean, you mm-hmm. know whether they call you Mister Mrs. Right? I mean, well, it's interesting because we. So should they be required to to pick one and say, listen, you're either. Mr. or Mrs. You can't just keep confusing these kids. I mean, personally, I I feel like when you're talking about kids, yes, you should probably be told, hey, we need to not confuse these kids further, right? They're too young to make these decisions. You need to educate them, though, that there's non-binary people out there. Uh, yeah, see, that's, that's one that I feel like you would have a stronger opinion on. Like, if a teacher came to you and was like a principal and said, hey, we feel it's important to educate your kids about, you know, non-binary people or... And you know what I would tell my kids? What what I would respond back to them? I would say, well, that's fine. I'm also going to teach my kids, like, what we feel is stupid 
So okay. just so you know. So it's stupid. <laughs> right. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and let our kids know that they might not agree with it. And so if you're going to go ahead and throw that jargon and garbage out there, my kids might do this. Well, th- this is where I wish schools operated on a voucher system, because I think that you would see school dollars going to places that were teaching, you know, more traditional viewpoints um, as opposed to like progressive viewpoints. So Personally, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't, I would love a school that said, hey, you're not going to be Z or zero, you're going to be Mr. or Mrs. Z or zero. Don't you just feel like they're making up crap? At this oh, point? I do. And have you ever Isn't heard that Canadian? Have you ever heard on TikTok like people who teach you how to address mm-hmm. people yeah. with different pronouns? And it, it sounds like not real language. You're like, I would never say that in a million years. The closest thing that I could get behind would be they are there. Did you hear about the people who want to put a, a litter box? Yeah. In the bathroom for the people who identify as cats. Dude, it's insane. It's like all categorical definitions are going out the window and we're just like, you can be whatever you want. Did you hear about the... um, Have you ever taken a dump in a litter box? Did you ever? No, I haven't. Thank (laughs) goodness. Although, just curious, a full size. I am saying the economy is going to crash this year, so I would we, like we'll to, see how it ends. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I am a little curious. That's all. Sure. I mean, I guess it's like maybe if you like ever had to poop in the woods, but like with a box underneath. Is, is there a is there a stall or anything, or is it just out in the open? I mean, like, if you're no, a real cat, don't mind me. I'm just you don't get privacy. Just open, just pooping. Don't mind me. <laughs> it's just a natural function, like a yeah. cat would do. And then somebody's got to scoop it up. Did you hear about the? Uh, the let's see what was it a female in a school who wanted to run for class president and be the first uh trans whatever person to win and so she let's see how do i say this she identified as a male so she transitioned right she was white is that what trans stands for transitioned maybe I don't know. It's a good question. We should go to your kid's school and find out what these definitions yeah. mean. Be educated. So anyway, she was uh, she, obviously, and she transitioned to a he. She identified as a male, and she ran for class president. And then she immediately got attacked because now she was a white male, and she was part of the, <laughs> part of the patriarchy. And she literally got like demoted back down because she identified as a white male. Oh, Isn't oops. that insane? <clears throat> well, that's what I feel like. I mean, couldn't you just at this point in time... I mean, there are people who have suffered in our country. I mean, black people, for instance, you know, they were literally enslaved. I mean, it's not like we made that up. They were enslaved. Mm-hmm. And you have Jewish people who, you know, they were um, oppressed and through the Holocaust and all that. You go, okay, well, those are some those are some categories that, you know, we shouldn't really... You, you don't strive to be those, uh, mm-hmm. to be an oppressed person. But that's what it feels like identifying as something else. Like, I'm in my own category because I'm a minority now. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be a minority, like, if you're if you're born Jewish, I mean, you're just, you don't get any say in that, right? Well, you're just like, born Jewish. But if you're born, if you go, well, shoot, I didn't get that, and I'm just a white male, now I can be... I'm trans now. I'm a now I'm a, a minority. Right. Now I'm on the inter- intersectionality spectrum, and I'm I'm more important. That doesn't seem fair. Yeah, it doesn't seem fair. I also, yeah, it doesn't seem fair, and it seems like it's not. It can't. It's not sustainable, right? It, it doesn't seem like we could do this forever. You know, I love to put time frames on things because you. I know you don't sometimes. When you say things like sustainable, mm-hmm. I totally 100% get that. But how long can this go on? And, and, and I know that's not nobody. I don't know. There's no way to know, Marshall. I get it. But like, if you had to put a number on this, 
when is this going to implode? I mean, I, I feel like it's going to follow the pendulum swing of politics, which I, I think is like... So ten- this whole coronavirus, this whole political, we're very left-leaning right now, all that, the gender crap, it's all going to swing at one time. Yeah, because I feel like it's all part mm. of a similar uh, sort of narrative coming from a similar group, even if they don't all identify together. It's kind of like all from a certain camp. And I don't think there's like a central person running this camp, but I feel like it's all from a certain end of the spectrum and that's going to fall out of popularity. And that's when it's going to swing back. And I think people are going to, I don't know if it's 10 years or 20 years, but I think people are going to start embracing uh, conservative values. I think people are going to start embracing, you know, having respect for gender, you know, not the whole pronouns thing I think is going to die down a lot. I mean, this already actually happened in the nineties. Um, where in academia, this idea of political correctness became huge. I mean, it was really getting some traction. So like we were in danger of this politically correct, you know how like right now you cancel culture, everything you say, you're in danger of being canceled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right now we are with this podcast. Why are you just mentioning gender? <laughs> we really are. We, canceled. I'm surprised we're not canceled yet, but we don't have enough I, listeners. I think that that movement already happened in the nineties and then it just kind of like died down and went underground and became unpopular. And then it, when it resurged, it came back with a vengeance, like Donald Trump era ish, but I think it'll die down. I don't know if it's 10 years or 20 years, but I think it, if I had to guess, that's what I would say. And then, boy, I'm excited for it. I'll tell you, I'm very excited for it. Isn't yeah, it, it's an exhausting sort of. It, it's an exhausting place to live right now. A little bit. Why? Just the things that you spend your time vacillating on. Um, you know, it's like if you encounter somebody who you feel like is maybe way more left leaning than you, you have to be very cautious about. If you want to have a civil conversation with them. Now, I get it. You can just be you and go, hey, I'm just going to say what I want because it's my human right. Right. And it'll degrade it quickly. But assuming you want to actually have a civil discussion with somebody, there's a little bit of a dance there. And it's the same with like masks. Same thing. It's like, sure, you could walk in and be like, I'm not going to wear a mask because I don't have to. But there's a little friction. You go, maybe I just want to go buy chicken and not get into a political argument with somebody. So, okay, I'll put the mask on. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for You're that. You're a capitulator. To capitulator. Yeah. Well, I, I don't disagree, and I do wonder when it will all uh, come to a head. And, and uh, like, just explaining to our kids how to navigate through this time. Mm-hmm. Because you're right. We do have the freedom we have the freedom of speech, but you don't uh, you don't have the freedom of speech to some extent right now mm-hmm. because my wife will even say like you can't say that well, why can't I I thought I was allowed to say anything I wanted right. you know I mean I'm not I'm not saying the n word I'm not uh, doing Nazi propaganda stuff I'm not doing any of that mm-hmm. but I can't say even just like the the funniest joke sometimes mm-hmm. that I feel like because it it could be offensive to somebody who's like well I identify as you know whatever right. a totally male feline for <laughs> what do they call those furries a furry yeah furry well the funny There's thing furries is that go to my kids high school oh that's creepy that is super creepy i know kara was talking about that a little bit with her kids and it's different weird, kids man. by the way yeah yeah good, clear. good clarification there <laughs> yeah uh th- there were some furries there but it, it's interesting because i think the thing that made uh jordan jordan peterson become sort of like a nationally recognized person was originally he was this uh, professor at the University oh, of Toronto, yeah, and they introduced bills into Canadian law that said you have to call non-binary people 
by their pronoun or else it's hate speech. If you don't call them their pronoun, it's hate speech. And he was, I think, one of the first people to go, I'll risk it all. I'm not doing that. And that that got him on the national spotlight. The funny thing is, is I, I didn't follow that bill, so I don't really know if that transpired or not. I'm pretty sure it did. I'm pretty sure that bill came to fruition and it's... it's. Well, I mean, that's, I've heard that in a lot of countries. You you don't have the freedom. I mean, I think the United States is the only place you have literally freedom of speech, right? For you now. can say anything you want. You can say... I mean, if you want to say the N-word and you want to say, yeah. you know, hail Hitler and all that crap, I mean, I don't agree with any of that, but you can say it, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you're allowed to but say it. But the interesting thing was, and he made this point... At the time that bill was introduced and passed, it was illegal to not call someone their pronoun, but it was still legal to say the N-word to somebody. So if you wanted as a Canadian to walk up to a black person and say the N-word, it was legal, frowned upon, but legal. But it was actually illegal to walk up to a trans person and not call them the pronoun of their choice. That Why do they get more rights? All because of a, because of mind. something they decided. Not something they were born with but something they decided to do and they could say well i was born with this brain fine but you still decided to do it right Mm -hmm. something you decided to do all of a sudden gives you more rights that's bullcrap in my opinion it is and it's like and the thing that i don't understand and this is another like classic jordan peterson moment was like he was talking to kathy newman the lady who was very pushy with her interview and she was like so what you're saying is so what you're saying is she was (laughs) the person who kept saying that and he she said what 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 her her challenge to him was? Why does your freedom of speech mm-hmm. trump my right as a trans person to basically exist? Yeah, I remember this one. And he said something to the effect of, "Because in order to be able to think, you have to be able to speak freely. In order in, in order to uh, think freely, you have to be willing to be um, to be, risk somebody. being offensive. Risk, risk being offensive. Yes. In and order he, to think, you have to risk being offensive. Yeah. And then she he goes, I'm. I mean, honestly, right now I'm like put in a weird spot and then it caught her off guard. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. that was a- she was, she was a little bit stumped. Right. Mm-hmm. But that was sort of getting at the, like the, the underpinnings of the issue with it, which is like, in order to think you have to be able to risk being offensive. It's part of thinking. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I hope it goes away sooner than later. I hope I'm still of sound body, body and mind when it goes away so I can enjoy a normal life again, but we'll see. Uh-huh. All right. Well, I think that should probably wrap it up. I, I, I was hoping we would just get one subject because now I got stock market and gender. So what do I call this? The gender stock market. <laughs> the gender market. The gender market. <laughs> oh, oh, gross. gross. <laughs>